And welcome to the Shungite Show. It's January 19th, 2021. Popcorn Day, as Mark told us this morning. <laughs> Love it. And uh, <clears throat> my name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is uh, Derek Condit and Mark Joseph. How are you doing today, Derek? Doing good, doing good. Getting up and moving finally. So, yep, ready to go. And Mark, you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, doing all right. Thank you. All right. So, um, strange world we're in. Very strange, very strange. Hold on to your shungite. <laughs> it's going to be a, uh, well, we won't probably forget this time of our lives, that's for sure. Um, so, shungite. What are we going to talk about with the shungite? What were we talking about before the show? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you've got some new product there. Let, let's tell them about, you know, the new products that, Sure. Yeah, and actually, no problem. Well, well, actually, it's what we've done is enhanced, of course, like we like to do with silver, um, is the Shungite Skin Balm that initially was made from organic bees, wax, and all other organic um, ingredients. But we've now enhanced it with the addition of nano-sized silver particles. So we take that and boost it. So in essence, the S4 powder, the Shungite S4 powder, which is the Carillion um, regular Shungite powder in fine form, enhanced with, again, silver particles. So we blended that in to the skin balm for lots of reasons. Um, for, Of course, silver physically has that frequency of physical healing, so it adds not only the frequency but the effects of it on everything from you know burns, skins, eczema, psoriasis, things like that, um, by having it on topically. So that's a little boost that we've done and made a change to that. And then also transferred the skin balm. So now it's produced in large half ounce, think um, like lip balm tubes, kind of like chapstick. So it's more easily applied now. Before we had it in little hexagon jars where you had to stick your finger in it and then apply. So now it's a little more easily dispensable and applicable to yourself with the uh, large, again, lip balm size container. So that's what's changed there. Um, and we've had, you know, fantastic feedback with it, not just from ourselves, but others as well already with the addition of the silver. Um, and one additional big boost that it has now compared to the previous version of the Shanghai Skin Balm is, of course, because of the silver on burns and then insect bites and things like that. It seems to have an additional, um, just a really boost to it on the uh, alleviating of the effects. And then just healing from that burn or whatnot too so and we're not the first to use silver in any of these type of creams and devices and things it's just now that we've added it to the shungite skin balm um and then one other thing nancy i wanted to mention was because um valentine's day is coming up we do have large one pound plus rose quartz hearts that we've had copper tree wrapped by a local artist here in washington state uh, those images are on mysticalwares.net, but they're actually vary in size from all of them are over a pound. So we're talking about probably six or eight inches across rose quartz hearts. And then he's wrapped a copper tree on the front of it with a really intricate um, backing on it. So I want to mention those for the holidays coming up. Um, and I think that's pretty much it as far as new that I've actually released well, can, um, can I can I go back <clears throat> go back to the um, the the a sob, I call it a sob. Um, oh yeah. 
I don't have the one with the silver because you just did it. But you sent me the, well, I've had this stuff before, but now it comes in the, the tube. So the tube's sitting there. And I looked at the dog, and then I put a little bit on my finger, and I put it right on his forehead. And it's a ritual now. Every night we do this. And then I put it on his chest, and sometimes I put it on his belly. Just a, just a drop of it. Because, again, we're working with energies. It's nice that silver's in there, but the silver is also an energy, a very incredible energy. So when, when, when you're looking at this, anything that has shungite in it, anything that you're... You, because they're all really energy devices. It's just a different way of getting the energy. Yes, it's chemistry in that it's beeswax and, and the, the honey and beeswax. They, they all are healers. Silver is healer. You know, but they're healers because of their energies. So when he's talking about this, I just want you to realize that you don't have to limit, to, limit it to actually a healing modality because I'm telling you that you can see it on the dog. He just, as soon as I, he'll watch me. He'll watch me. You know, and, and as soon as I put it on him, he just gets really like, oh, that feels good. You know, because they, they don't have, their minds aren't in it. So they can, you know, they will respond. You'll feel it. He relaxes more. Um, so just, a, I just wanted to point that out. And back to you. No, that's awesome because you're right. They're, the animals aren't overthinking it. There's going, oh, I felt that white tube coming at me before and it helped out. So then they're all excited about it. And then, yes, they even get a bigger boost from that. No, we've done a similar thing. Um, on our little dog Milo that you know about Nancy. So we've used it on him and he has a, let's just say a, a backside issue, dry skin. Um, <clears throat> so we put it on there and it's had a great effect with him, you know, not itching it or scratching anymore, things like that. And then in addition to that, we alternate between that other new blend, the um, Shungite powder and diatomaceous earth. That's also available online um, where you can use that topically or internally on your pets as well. And that's a great effect. Um, we keep getting feedback from that one. This not only takes the diatomaceous earth shungite mixture, the, uh, I think we call it the animal healing blend, um, is energetically and helps you inside and out. And then the parasitic value or anti-parasitic value is phenomenal too. So it really helps on lots of levels. Um, and then uh, you know, one, one, thing was, one, one thing about that that I think you might have missed in, in your you know pr uh, promoing it is that the D-E, diverticulus, I see, I want to say diverticulitis. <laughs> it's not, the, the, the stuff, what is it? Uh, diatomaceous earth, D-E. D-E, is that it's food grade. Because a lot of people can get that, but I, you don't see it listed as food grade. You know, and that's the difference between what you're doing there and, you know, you don't want to tell people, yeah, you, you know, have your dogs eat this stuff because they'll get rid of the parasites. You have to have the the food grade, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. there's some that are actually using diatomaceous earth I'm talking about. is actually using construction. It's used in lots of things. There's three main types of it, and then, yes, we do get the refined... Um, food grade version and you can get that in uh co-ops i think that's what they call them around here i've lived all over the place with different things but animal feed stores um things like that and then they've added it to chicken feed cattle feed lots of different uses for it um but yeah no so we've added it in there in the food grade version so um again works topically and internally 
or any or critters. Um, I'm trying to think of any, anything else. So you asked about new items. The only other, you know, that I've actually caught up on the website and had time to release were back to the custom copper tree wrapped items. And in this case, two pound approximately, they all vary, of course, just I'm going to call them chunks of shungite that are, again, copper tree wrapped. So they've got a little eight or 10 inch copper tree on top of them. Um, and we talked about them in a previous show about, you know, being a maybe a environment or environmental energy vacuum, you know, pulls on the orgone energy and pulls it through the shungite grounding it. So, um, yeah, so those were making more of those available, having them wrapped. Again, that local artist, not me. I couldn't do it. Um, and then provide those online and then give ideas for others to do as well. So there's going to be more probably in a week I can talk about when I have images and um, some of them back in my hands that we're developing. But always making new items, new products, changing. Um, it's a lot more fun that way. So, yeah, lots happening here. Well, now, um, when when you're when you when you're working, you you actually go out and get that rose quartz, didn't you? Where did you get the rose quartz? Because no. I looked at it and he's got some stunning pieces. As a matter of fact, yeah. I asked, I said, "What's that?" And he said, "Rose quartz," and it surprised me. I have um, so some I do get, but these particular hearts that I'm talking about are not. I actually picked them up in Arizona. They were pre-carved and polished. So I bought those um, from a vendor in Quartzsite, Arizona, just probably, I don't know, two weeks ago, and then brought those back up. Um, but I do have rose quartz. I have lapidary machines, um, rock saws, all sorts of what I call toys um, available to me that I get to play with and do more of this myself and custom items. So we are going to get into a whole lot more things here, and I already have, um, but I just have to kind of slow roll it on releasing and talking about it. But yeah, no, so those rules are from someone else, actually. Well, it, you know, let, let's just stop because you've got this new lapiary uh, machine. And, you know, people, they, oh, I've got these hearts, I've got these uh, pyramids, you know, all this. A lot of people out there don't really understand how you go about making those different shapes. Can you just run them through what you would go through if you... You, you get a piece of, of shungite and you're going to make something out of it, just so people have an idea, including me. I've been in the business for a long time, and I never really, you know, saw the process gone through. So could you do that? Yeah. Oh, no, that's no problem. I wish I wish this was a, a video one, but that's okay. I'll try and explain as well as I can. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I'm a, I'm a prospector, a rock hound. I'm a lots of things to where we actually go out, and it started with my dad and I, of course, going out to the mountains of – Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, California, um, and actually, you know, gold prospecting, mining, um, not just gold, but other rocks and minerals. So we'd get it in raw, rough form, um, which is useful for lots of, um, you know, different things, I guess you can say. And I'm talking about back in the 70s, 80s and whatnot when we were doing this, but it was much more limited. Maybe you could get some, you know, polished rocks if you found the right rock store kind of thing but not much in the way of shapes or sizing or cutting Merkabas, pyramids, um, towers, cubes, things like that. So this lapidary machine, and I'll, so I'll, I'll just give you the name so those of you that are on your computer can just go ahead and uh, search it if you want to see an image. It's what The latest one I got is called the Cab King, and what it is is an 8-inch diameter setup 
with six different wheels on it. So just think grinding wheels and they, they're all laid out in front of you um, as if you're looking head on at a car with the tire facing that way. So the tires would be the wheels, the grinding wheels and or polishing wheels. And they kind of go left to right. On the left, you have a diamond wheel, of course, for that raw. So let me, I'll kind of back up. You Basically with this machine that I'm using, you can start with the rough stone right picked up off the ground or off the wall from the mine or wherever. Um, in my case, Shungite, and then just start on the left and put it on the diamond, and that'll take off, the, of course, the rough edges, smooth it down to a degree, and you all know where I'm going with this. As we progress to the right, through the various wheels, the grit on them adjusts, so it gets finer and finer, so by the time I'm on the sixth wheel, it's more of a dense leather, almost, material, and I'm at the polishing stage, so in a matter of minutes, depending, depending on the roughness of the stone I'm working on takes longer or shorter, but a little cabochon, which is just in kind of like an oval shaped cut into a rocker gem that often is made and worn as a pendant around your neck. So I don't know, maybe two inches long. It would take, and I'm only describing that so you get an idea, about, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, again, depending on the coarseness of the stone, to cycle it through those six different wheels uh, of different, again, textures. And then at the end, you have your polished piece where then I have a, it's called, it's called a tile saw. So if you're into construction and whatnot, it's for cutting tile, but it's a water saw with a diamond, another diamond blade where I can actually come down and, and just shape it a little bit more and, and cut off some sides and things. But in essence, I mean, really when you're done, you've got the final product ready for wrapping or display. So what I've actually doing, Nancy and Mark is, I'm going to get a little more creative because um, it's a lot more fun that way. Getting these larger one-pound pieces. So think, oh, about the size of your, and just an average palm, your hand, open. I don't know, what is that, six? Again, six, seven, eight inches long maybe for the average person. Pieces like that, and I'm going to slab off one side, it's called, of the shungite. So a flat side that sits perfectly, and then I'm going to polish that, so, and then the bottom. So when I'm done... You're going to have this little rough looking, um, I guess it'd be kind of triangular or, you know, it's going to be each piece unique, but raw, coarse on one side and then polished on another. So you get to experience the whole beauty of the stone for one thing um, and then give you, it'll give other people, you know, ideas of what to do with it. So just getting a little more creative with not just Shungite, but we're doing it with, um, well, pick your stone. I came back with lots of stuff. I collected um, a lot of petrified wood and snow or milky quartz from the desert with some friends this time so we're bringing that back but again on these machines you're able to then in essence just cut down to size and then make pendants you know anything you really want from there did i get enough into detail there nancy or yeah no no that was good now <clears throat> when you're going prospecting i mean how did you find the 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 quartz was it just laying on the ground or did you have to dig uh both actually so i actually so we were down in Quartzsite, Arizona, again, on this trip, um, which is often where I go, and then kind of branch out from there. So my dad lives in Quartzsite, and I mentioned that meaning. So I have a, a Jeep on that end as well I have access to, which is needed, and or a, what's called a Rhino, just a big quad, an off-road machine. So we take these and get out in the mountains. We have to go, of course, just through washes and gullies, trails, where you're not really going to be hiking. Um and then we look from a distance, and I won't get too much into this, but really, you stand back and look at the mountainside or hillside and look for 
differences, light patches, something to catch your eye. And then we drive on up there as, as vertical as we can go, get off, climb up the mountain or the hillside um, to the, the seam or the vein of whatever we spotted. And in this case, it was the milky or snow quartz. Um, so in answer to your question, yes, we saw a glint from a, I don't know, maybe a mile away. Went there as we got closer, more white. And then we realized it was a quartz vein. So, and then in answering your question again, depending on what part we were at, we either had to dig for more chunks of it, but this vein was probably, I don't know, probably a foot um, across and then who knows how long. So basically, once we swept away a lot of the dirt on the hillside, and I've done this many times on many trips, um, they each vary, but uh, you're, you're walking on a foot long it looks like somebody just drizzled snow quartz along the side of the mountain and you can just pull out chunks of it. So we're getting it from the actual, I guess you can call it mining it because we're pulling it from the ground. But of course there are chunks laying around just from the weathering process. But the good stuff, you know, the, the clean stuff that isn't, isn't too dirty yet is down in the ground still. And uh, the snow quartz is on the surface, not necessarily in a mine, I should say. That's where the quartz crystals and um, stalactites, stalagmites we get, and different things like that are in the, the caves and mines. But the snow quartz is really, Nancy, on the hillside. You just have to spot it and then go up to it and, and brush it off. Okay, so let's take it, you know, because you get into this business of the minerals and some people get really drawn into the, you know, like I had a book that showed me the molecular configuration of each of the crystals some a lot of people won't go to that depth but why give us a because i know you must know this how did that smoky smoky the uh snow quartz how did it actually form why is it where it is i mean it's a just a vein how do these veins come about yeah, that, you're right. It is the structure, the molecular structure of all the crystals are different. Some are hexagons, some, are, you know, the six sides, um, and those are the programmable ones. There's lots to that whole other subject. But the the milk quartz or snow quartz, and there's even uh, celestial quartz. I think somebody called it that. I forget. There's probably four or five names to this type of quartz, um, depending on where you live. So I'm gonna explain it a little bit better. So for those of you that are in other locations, it's just a really white quartz you can't see through it it looks literally like you took some milk poured it and it solidified and you've got a big chunk it's that white um so it's just a different crystalline structure so as of course as the mounds are being formed and the hills and they're moving and whatnot it's just another layer it's like you're let's say you have a drink of um whatever a bet i gotta think of something good here a milkshake or something that has many different particles in it as it settles over time they're going to separate by and for different reasons, be it heat or the viscosity of it or whatnot. It's just different from the surrounding uh, sedimentary rock. So it basically makes layers and then the mountain laid down, Nancy, is what happened. It actually, in this area, of course, it's different everywhere. Um, the mount, mountain and or hillside comes up and just kind of folds over. So in essence, as that milky quartz settled vertically as a layer like in your cup if it was separating different ingredients um the mountain laid down and now we're seeing the vein that way so it didn't necessarily you know form how we were standing because it's going up and down in this case so just once it's solidified just moved around you know with tectonic plates and all that kind of stuff um 
but because it is so different from everything else around there, and in this case, in Quartzsite, Arizona, because it's different in different places, um, it's a lot of sandstone and shale, so very different textures, feelings, results when you play with those types of substances than the milk quartz. So it's not a surprise to me, and I need to get pictures, so maybe I'll do that next trip down there. It's a very distinguished delineation between the quartz vein and the surrounding um, stuff, whatever it is, and there's lots of stuff in there. Um, it's really exact. So it's uh, really interesting to see from that perspective. I just kind of get a rock hammer, you know, or a pickaxe or whatnot, depending on the chunk. And I've found probably 200 pound pieces that, uh, you know, are hard to even manage at that size. But there's, there's lots of them out there, lots of different types. Well, you know, that concept. Okay. I, 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 okay. So you got a molten planet. It's, it's not even hardened yet. It's all semi-liquid, very thick, you know, like lava all over the place. It's always amazed me because what happens is that certain chemistry comes together to create, in this case, the, the snow quartz. But what draws that chemistry together? You know, you got this random pot of all this stuff in it. But here you go over here and you got this gold thing. And there's some silver and copper and turquoise. And I mean, what's the mechanism that draws these chemicals together to create these amazing creations of the mineral kingdom? And I'll go back to the to the very beginning in that you have to have a consciousness before you can have creation because you have to have a thought. Somebody thought this up. Something thought this stuff up. <laughs> you know? I mean, how can people be atheists and not believe in God? God being a creator consciousness. It's just like you got to look around you and say, oh, how could that be? You know, I can give you a scientific, from an enterology standpoint, you know, it's it's the energy frequencies. You know, certain certain molecules, certain, because you can take a, a a mineral and another mineral, and you'll bring them together, and it's you know, bring them together. You can bring another one in, a different one, and all of a sudden there is an association that you feel. Am I am I right there, Derek? You understand what I'm saying here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course, it's all feelings or energy. No, there's a definite difference from, between the milky quartz and just the whatever, celestial quartz and different modified ones and things like that. No, absolutely. And they can definitely hold it. A vehicle can hold a consciousness, Nancy. That's how um, crazy, you know, it can get out there. And I'm not kidding about that. And I know it's, a, it's off to a different topic, kind of. But, no, I mean, I'm talking about wires, metal. Who says that a consciousness has to be in a... Uh, a meat body, you know, uh, blood and flesh. And this, it doesn't. We're not restricted to that. There's actual cloud entities, things like that. It's a consciousness construct. And that's what quartz is. It's able to hold form and enough form to hold a portion of a consciousness. So, no, that's exactly how they work. Well, you know, Walt, <laughs> um, I've been telling the story about the Spear of Destiny. And Walt asked me such a strange question. Only Walt would ask this question. Um, well, he says to me, well, the spear was made out of 
probably you're saying a meteorite. And I said, yeah, definitely. And he says, well, did that sphere get want, did it make a contract by do, of doing what, you know, in this case, the Coneheads wanted to do? And he stopped me cold, you know, it's like, oh, he's back to that again. Because he understands in a very fundamental way that even the particles of, I remember when he said this too, this was, this struck me as being like, wow, the uh, chemtrails. He said that, you know, all of the particles in those chemtrails, are they agreeing to do this? Have they made a contract to be this negative entity that is hurting everybody? And so when he goes out to clear any kind of a chemtrail, he's thinking in terms of, you know, you don't have a contract. And you'll see, you know, that, that that's the same thing that he's put in some of his um, devices, the energy. You don't have a contract to use aluminum to create problems in the human body because once you got the aluminum in it, in it you're more susceptible to electromagnetics. Uh, you know, so, yes, everything has a consciousness. And that's why I, I, I kind of pointed this out because if you look at something like the way that minerals are formed in this concept that the chemicals come together, you know, that's not accident. It happens all over the place. And the other things that was pointed out very recently was that even though gold has the same atomic structure, all gold, won't be gold if it doesn't have that structure, different gold has a different gold. Sometimes it's got a red to it. Sometimes it's more of a, a real deep yellow, you know, because of where it was created. And yet, again, yeah, there's chemistry involved in it. Does it get something else in there that, well, 100% gold is the same matrix, but it's the energy. It's the energy of where it, it's created. So, um, yeah, the, the mineral world is, is full of just teachings. You know, it teaches you about the fundamentals of consciousness, thought. You know, Gaia thought, gee, maybe what if what if I made this stuff? <laughs> and I'm sure that Gaia is, you know, got access to much more information than just let, let's try this, like, you know, I do, Walt does, you do. Oh, I wonder if we do this, you know. People do. I think that Gaia has, does that, but I think that she has been created by the source the same way we were, but is in a different form of existence. But still, she's got access. She's probably been trained to make snowy quartz. <laughs> anyway, back to you. No, no, that's that's all makes sense. Um, I don't know if you wanted to get into um, because we were talking about programming structures and energies and whatnot, which I guess we kind of always do. Um, we can, if you wanted me to talk about the armory now, or do you want to talk next hour? Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Do it. Because it's going to take a little bit of a spiel here. And what we're talking about um, for the lis listeners is a way of energetically affecting you and your environment or having more of an effect. So um, often in the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the metaphysical realms or, again, joking, what I call the woohoo world, we're, we're taught about 
protecting ourselves etherically or energetically from entities, energies, um, instances, things, lots of stuff can have an effect on us. So what I want to talk about today was maybe um, just suggesting um, maybe a, a change or a, a, an addition, a different way of thinking. So how I do it is um, when I'm ar armoring is what I'm getting at here. So when I, I'm reversing the word or changing the word from protecting yourself to armor um, within my own understanding. So because protection, when you say that, it's everything's feeling in this universe. Words have meanings, feelings, um, and energy behind them. So when you say the word protection, it kind of um, emanates this feeling of maybe there's something out there to get me or there's bad, I just don't know, the unknown, the scary, things like that. So again, we're often taught by different people um, to protect ourselves. Well, to me, when I look at people's frequencies or auras or energy fields and they've, let's say, for example, walked into my office and they're um, etherically protected, I can see that energy or, or um, auric field. And it's actually a weaker field from my perspective than if someone had chosen to use the word armor. Now, armor has a whole different feeling to it. It's like you're tough, you're Iron Man, Wonder Woman, something like that. There's a strength behind it. That makes a difference. Physicists will tell you 90 plus percent of this universe is invisible. It's just the stuff between the stuff we perceive and see on 3D. Um, and how you actually affect that is your thoughts and feelings. So that's why I would suggest that you, um, you know, might want to think about changing from etherically protecting yourself to etherically armoring. And when that person or individuals do use those understandings or changes, and it's not the only word you can use, but it's just a suggestion, an option, and they walk in here, I can see their energy field, auric field, much more, I guess I can say cohesive and energetic. It's just moving faster and in sync, which is not allowing excess or heavy energies to stick to them. So think if you're running really fast, your feet aren't going to get stick in the mud. If your aura or energy body is moving um, cohesively in alignment with you, and that's what armoring can do, stopping anything that's excess or overage for you, and that can be different things. That's why I use the term excess and overage. Maybe some, there was something not in alignment with your higher self. Terms like that can have an effect. And that's you just deciding what energies to have in your energy field. So now you can, you can walk around and enjoy your daily life armored, and you're going to be less susceptible to these excess energies. And that can be the attitude energy from a boss, somebody driving and cutting you off on the way to work. It helps you in the 3D. It's going to manifest to where you have that little moment of pause or hesitation before you kind of, you know, if, if it's such that you lose it, lose control or get anxious or things like that. So it does affect the energy doing that. And then it's not just the terms because, and I'll kind of go in reverse here, to actually manifest in this universe, the, the recipe, one of them, is to start with your imagination. So have the imagination, the outline of what you want, but I would suggest not just stopping with that, Use your feelings and emotion as the fill or the color, the inside. So combining your imagination with feelings and emotion and then setting that into the universe to go. And I'll do an add-on for that in a moment. That's um, a very energetic way to have, again, what you're wanting to manifest come into your reality and whatever level that is. And that can be a thought, a feeling, a car, 
in 3D or whatever you're looking for. There's lots of ways of doing this once you understand a, um, another way of manifesting. Again, that's integrating imagination with thoughts and feelings. Now you've now you're interacting with that other 90% of the universe I talked about, not the 10%-ish of the 3D. You want the other stuff. Um, so, and then one more add-on to that, and this ties into not just manifesting, but how we started this with personal armoring. Um, and it doesn't have to be just personal. It can be for a, a vehicle, a house, an idea, things like that. But that would be to, and I'm going I'm to kind of give this, I think I've talked a little bit before about this, but... I'll explain it this way. Here in the 3D, we need energy. Energy comes in lots of forms. One of the forms in 3D is water. And let's say you wanted some water, and, and I was going to give you some. And I had a cup of water in my hand here, and I kind of tossed it at you, and water splashed all over you without handing you the container or vessel. Well, you got your water, your energy, but doesn't it work a whole heck of a lot better if I gave it to you in a container or a vessel, a cup, a pitcher, a water bottle, something like that? So now it lasts longer, it stays cohesive and in form. So what I'm getting at here, remember 90% of the universe is your imagination. So to have an effect on yourself, to be more etherically armored on so many levels, what you can do is use your imagination. And I would suggest imagining the C60 molecule, that buckyball, fullerene, that soccer ball shape we've talked about so many times. And I would imagine it already in your heart, not coming from outside, etherically manifesting around you or bringing it around like a blanket, um, because there are excess energies, attachments, overages, terms like that that are on our energy fields. So it would be sort of like taking what's called a cast net, thrown in the water and just catching all the fish and anything that just happens to be in that area, and you've got it all. Not the greatest idea um, if we're talking about excess energies, attachments and things. So... We all have a heart. You can think of that as your firewall or virus scanner. So what I do is imagine that soccer ball, that C60 molecule, that soccer ball of love, I just call it, is already in my heart and then expands out. And then in that, in about a second, in your imagination and on etheric levels, you're standing in this soccer ball shape, uh, but and then without adding any excess or over. So as it expanded from your heart out, it's removing anything not in alignment with you. And that will also remove things what people term implants sometimes. And that can be on the physical and etheric. So in essence, you've given yourself an energy um, body wash from the inside out, your love center. So now as you're in that soccer ball, just think love frequency. You don't have to imagine little hearts or stars shooting out of your eyes or something like that. Um, just love. Um, you can, if you want to imagine, just think silver or white light. So in essence, you're in that soccer ball of love. So now you can think quantum entanglement with your imagination of feelings, you're affecting your environment around you just by having those thoughts. And then an add-on would be, I'd suggest silver mirrors on those hexagon and pentagon segments that make up the soccer ball. So the silver mirrors are facing both inside and out. Silver, again, is a loving biocompatible frequency. So you can think anything that passes through that is in alignment with me. So when you're done, and remember, this is all in your imagination. So it takes one second. It doesn't take this 10 minutes I'm using here to imagine yourself and give it a, a quick name. So when you say, I just say armor. So think zip file, all of these um, aspects and things happen at once. So again, you don't have to sit there and meditate for 20 minutes. So when I say armor, 
that soccer ball of love, because it's filled with the frequency of love, 0.1 hertz, emits or expands from inside my heart around me, and I'm standing there that fast in that frequency environment of love. And for the entities um, and individuals in our various realities, some are in 3D and some aren't, that are not in alignment with you, if you've taken the time to armor yourself this way, you're going to straight up be invisible to many of them or just not able to interact if they're not in alignment with you. And again, the choice of alignment is love. So if they're not in that frequency, um, you're going to be uh, much better off and their energies aren't going to, quote, stick to you sort of thing. And then uh, just a, a, an add-on to this. So, of course, if I give you energy or water in a cup, it's only going to be there so long before it evaporates. It's kind of the same on the etheric levels. So it's about every 24 hours. So every morning when I wake up, I rearmor myself. When I wake up and rub my eyes and I realize, oh, I'm back here in 3D. Let's go for another ride. I'll just say the word armor. And again, to me, that's like a zip file little button I'm pushing. So that soccer ball emits the love frequency and I'm rearmored for the day. But don't let me stop there or you stop there because remember, this is your imagination and why limit it? You don't have to just armor yourself. If you're driving to work, armor your car, your vehicle, your house, your place of employment. If you're heading to work and you know the, the, you know, the nasty boss is going to be there that's got it out for you or whatever, well, then armor that individual in their own soccer ball or, um, you know, again, buckyball of love, call it whatever you want. The name doesn't matter. It's the feelings and intent that matters behind it. Um, that way you're affecting that individual with love only. It sounds corny again, but love's only the, is the answer. And that will affect their environment so that your interaction with the boss is a whole lot more um, cohesive and more in alignment with you. And then, again, I know I'm going a lot here, but remember we're talking imagination. So you can, if you have a, a dog or cat or um, a sick loved one in another state somewhere, you know, just think quantum entanglement, your imagination. Well, you're connected. So put that individual, if that's something you're wanting to do or that situation in its own soccer ball or buckyball of love frequency, and you'll have an effect. But here's the add-on, too. Um, Reiki masters and other energy workers are often taught, and I'm trained in this myself. For example, if I have a, let's say I have a, a broken leg, and I'm up on a Reiki master table or massage table, and they're they're flinging their energies at it, which is all legit, by the way. You, um, you're going to feel that love energy, the whooshes, the sensations, and it'll have a huge effect. But if you actually take the time to, again, see yourself in that container, it holds the energies longer. And then the add-on is, I would suggest imagining yourself. So we're still on the, the example of um, maybe an energy worker, Reiki master working on you energetically, or it can be a... Um, acupuncturist or any kind of worker like that, see the end result happening, not getting there. So in my um, description of the, the broken leg or hurt leg, I would suggest never seeing, using your imagination, the leg healing, the blood going there, it mending, and all of that. What you're actually doing with your thoughts and feelings is programming your energy body or aura. And in that case, for that example, you're programming for perpetual healing. And I, from my opinion, that's a terrible idea. I want to program my aura body, my energy body, which is what we really are, an energy being, having a physical experience, of course. So imagine or 
heal your energy body or aura body from that broken leg. And then your physical body is going to follow. It just will because, again, we're energy beings. And it's um, of every, what, seven years, your skin regenerates, your organs on different time frames, your whole body regenerates, of course. So why, and let's go for the, the lengthy one, your skin that's seven years out. Why after seven years would you have a scar if you had a scar on, let's say, the palm of your hand? Why would that scar be there? Because those cells have regenerated. Well, they're not instantly jumping into a, um, a scar form. What they're doing is matching the energy of your aura. Well, your aura is your imagination and feelings. Imagine and feel yourself better on the energy level. And when your skin, your organs, your kidneys, whatever regenerates over the months and years as they do, they're going to regenerate to the perfect you. So that's one way of, I just call it a theric armoring. I know we jumped into personal healings here and whatnot, but it all does tie together. It's owning and having an effect on your immediate environment and frequency and knowing you can. And that's, that's the big part of it. And that brings us all the way back, um, Nancy Mark, to the beginning of the show where we're talking about the skin bombs, the honey, things like that. So if your environment is programmed for love in alignment with you, anything that enters that environment will align with you. And that can be a cup of water. So if you did your woohoo etheric armoring that we we're just talking about and then pick up that glass of water, your energy field, and it looks kind of like a, a toroidal or donut shape around you, but kind of misty and merges. Well, it's entering that frequency, becoming aligned, and now that water is now biocompatible. And you're going to absorb 90 plus, per, and these are all scientific studies, by the way. You're going to absorb 90, about 90% of it, and excrete 10. And if you didn't love that water, tell it you love it, or have it in your environment when you've done this etheric work, well, it would be the opposite. You would, you know, pee out 90% and maybe keep 10%. Welcome, you know, to our reality in 2021 where we're all dehydrated because it's a lot of dead water out there and we're not, you know, taught on how to make it alive and compatible with us. Um, are there any aspects, Mark or Nancy, that in that that I kind of skimmed over too fast maybe? Well, that's why we well, use the shungite yeah. <laughs> to, get to, to yeah. charge the water, you know, to make it alive. Um, moves your well. now this is a you brought it up and i it's something that a lot of people including myself um don't have a deep understanding of you talked about implants all right now when i first started out back in 2014 with the shungite jean rockefeller was the first one she said to me you know this shungite is it's causing implants to be just c come out of the skin. And she says, I've got these pimples, but I'm telling you, they're not pimples. They're, it's like an implant is coming out, being forced out. It's no longer, you know, your body is now much more stable and biocompatible with life. And this thing isn't compatible with life at all. So, you know, just like if you had a, a, a sliver and it started to fester, you know, because it's wanting to come out. Well, same thing with these things. And because I don't really go that way in my mind, I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I kind of like put it away. But then I was telling somebody about, you know, this, and they, they're not, you know, it was real woo-woo to them. They just, you know, oh, that sounds crazy. But then within, and this is synchronicity. This is the thought in action, you know. Um, then about... Five minutes later, she says to me, 
you know, I've got this weird thing on my back of my shoulder here. And I look at this, and it's exactly what Gene had described to me. You know, like a, a, a pimple, a festuling pimple. And I said, yeah, well, maybe it's an implant. <laughs> because, But um, can you can you give us some some information about these implants like what whatever you might not might know oh sure and that's um actually a great point that you just brought up as far as the shungi doing that it's had an effect on even things um they called it morgellons and different different names for that one but i've had actually people um so if you ingest in this case it was shungite honey um which of course has a shungite powder in it and what it did was pushed out those little black hair-like things and in that Morgellons um, case. But any kind of, it, when I say the word implant um, or attachment, and that can be, I know that sounds like it's external, but it can be internal. It, from my perspective, because I, I encompass a lot in these terms, um, anything not in alignment with you, and that can be something somebody added, something you picked up, something, an etheric being left near you, a frequency you walked through. So there's lots of attachments and implants. And yes, there are other entities out there we term ETs or EDs, um, extraterrestrials, extra dimensionals. Um, some walk the line. So lots of stuff. And the humans, even more so, are big into these implants kind of thing. So lots of those things out there, um, from my perspective, and it's it's they affect you to one degree or another. It depends on your understanding. So if you're um, we'll go implants. So, yes, there are entities that don't originate. And I want to get into some big ET talk here, but that just come from another neighborhood. They come in and they'll, it's like us putting an ear tag on a herd of cattle. I drove through California here recently and on the way to Arizona, of course, that's what they're doing. They're tagging all these cattle. Well, they're doing the same thing to us. They're just tagging us. They're being a little, little less obvious about it than a big yellow ear tag, but they are doing it. And sometimes it's in your food. Um, they can uh, implant, I, I gotta say in the word that you were asking about implants, um, can be etheric. So if let's say somebody's astral projecting or remote viewing, leaving their body in, in one of their etheric forms, because there's many layers and levels of our bodies. Well, you can pick one up there, come back into your physical body, um, kind of think pop from inside out. Well, you just brought in on a, an implant or an attachment if you weren't aware of, again, the things we talked about earlier, like armoring, staying in a frequency so that these attachments or mud you walk through if you're working on the energy layers doesn't stick to you. So it's, you know, it's etheric hygiene. It's worth doing the armorings, the um, staying in that love frequency and feeling as often as you can. But no, there's straight up physical implants and often, and I'm not sure this is too known, they'll start energetically and then manifest into physical. And I'm talking about, yes, a little device inside of you. That's what'll happen. Um, and it'll just, it, it, sometimes they can grow their own food. I can go on for hours on this. There's lots of ways, but really the, the bigger picture is, well, it's not mine. It's, so I'm talking about implants and attachments. If it's not, like the terms I used earlier, in alignment with my higher self, um, best for me. You can just use terms like that and you don't have to go OCD on my exact wording because remember it's the thought and feelings and intent that matter. So if it's not in alignment with you and you don't want it and it's you, it is on your conscious level to some degree, meaning you can imagine it, you can have an effect on it. So, and that's really the only 
um, ingredients or tools you need is an imagination and feelings and then the wherewithal. That is it. You don't need 20 years of meditation, salt over your shoulder, knocking on wood, singing bowls, and I'm just making jokes here. But any of that kind of stuff to have an effect, just realize it and then decide it's gone. Um, but on the physical, like Gene Rockefeller was talking about in Nancy's description, one shungite, because again, some of these can be etheric, we can wake up in dreams and have all of a sudden an implant or a stomach ache is how it manifests sometimes in uh, 3D or nausea, things like that. Well, then if it's already made it to its 3D level, to get that shungite in there, and it will, it's just going to think um, the louder song on your playlist, it's more in alignment with you, turn it up more, and it will push out these things to where you'll actually get stuff coming out of your skin, or more often than not, just disappearing, or believe it or not, actually coming out through your digestive tract, so just passing it. Um, and it's just So there's lots into that. I don't know if you have any specific questions, but that's some more info on them. And we can all get rid of them. You don't have to come to somebody like me to do it. No, um, just perceive it. If you have, um, let's say, um, and I, I know I, I cut you off really quick there, but let's say you're having that tummy problem, the digestive issue, and you're not sure what's going on. Use your imagination. Imagine something there and then imagine it gone, getting rid of it. And you just going through that stretching of your etheric muscles and imagination is having an effect. Remember, your intent is what matters. So regardless if there's an actual 3D measurable thing in your tummy at the time, it makes no difference because energy is everywhere. We all feel those whooshes we call subtle energies or the welling up sensation around our chest when we get happy or um, excited, things like that. It's the same way. So that would just hold those feelings more often than you can clear any type of implants and attachments. Mark, do you have any questions on that, any of the topics? Uh, comment on the one he just he was just talking about. So there's a um, YouTube show called um, Living in Residence with Michael Jaco, who's um, Navy SEAL Special Forces, who uses um, uh, remote viewing, remote influencing, and, and, and intuition training. Uh, he does like a, almost uh, weekly for sure, but they were talking about the – PCR test, the, the swabs that go in the nose. And so underneath that are um, these like threads. And these are the same, they look like silver threads. These are the same threads that come out of people's bodies who are, I mean, we're all filled with nano biotech technically, but you know, it comes out of people's bodies. And there was like a whole bunch of them, you know, in these PCR swab tests that they have. And then, so they showed a video I think it might have been yesterday or the day before's episode where um, the lady was holding up a clump of these silver threads and they were moving on their own. So these things are going into people's basically through the blood brain barrier for what? Neuro warfare. So if you YouTube um, James Giordano, which uh, Celeste Solom has talked about, and she went viral through David Icke about all of the big um, nano tech that's going into the uh, vaccines or shots what have you so anyway um yeah just another way to avoid like if people had gotten the pcr test through the the nose then they can obviously use shungite to uh counteract those but at least according to the living in residence show after the 26th of january people have to do like a 
a COVID test before and then coming back and certain states have quarantined. So it's quite a mess. And then maybe after the break, uh, Derek can give us his take on um, these different mRNA shots. Um, there was a post I saw, social media. So um, let me read this from the 18th of this month. Pfizer and Moderna shots use lipid nanoparticles to keep the RNA intact when injected. A 2018 study titled Lipid Nanoparticles, a Novel Approach for Brain-Targeting States, quotes, um, lipid nanoparticles are taken up readily by the brain, which makes them suited for brain targeting. So I posted that on my um, Facebook wall, if you look under Mark Joseph, but they, they do link to the PubMed, and I did put a uh, short quote. Um, Lipid-based formulations can be designated as the current and future generation of drug delivery systems as these possess tremendous potential to bypass blood-brain barrier and reach the target site due to their small size and ability to dodge the reticular endothelial system. However, these nanostructures need to be investigated intensively to successfully reach the clinical trial stage. So, um, yeah, these have been used in, in, in uh, warfare for a while. If you look at Celeste Solem's um, talk from New Year's Eve last year, she goes into the NASA war documents of like just how meticulous these th these things are. So pretty wild stuff. But uh, I don't know, maybe Derek can give us his take on how to detox maybe the C19 shots that's been killing people around the world and damaging. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't. I'm not a big fan of getting any kind of injection put into my body. Of course, um, for lots of reasons. Um, but you can always have an effect on them regardless of, so I definitely not going to get into any fear here and nobody has yet. So I just want to still stay away from that. So we're all talking about empowering how you can have an effect. And that means even after the fact, by the way. So it doesn't matter if all of a sudden you wake up and you were, you were passed out for some reason and all of a sudden some nurse is walking away and you just got your um, vaccine for whatever, I know it sounds odd, but let's just say that happened. Um, you can still have an effect. There is no time, and I, I uh, kind of go quickly on this cause just because of time um, right now, restrictions here in the 3D, but use your, again, your imagination and feelings. Um, so you can even go to previous vaccinations um, and have an effect on them by imagining them getting working up that welling up sensation in your heart chakra area and loving it and just think blasting or loving that, just imagine that um, syringe that's gonna go into your arm sort of thing. So, and yes, I'm talking about from however many years ago, let's say 30 years old and you got shots when you came out of the shoot. Well, imagine 30 years ago, you just a scenario in your head of those shots, put that love feeling or frequency around them. You will have an effect on the now by thinking and feeling in the then or the, what you would call the past. So you can have an effect is why. So first I wanted to empower everybody or if, you're driving there right now, and all of a sudden, the boss man is telling you to keep your job. You have to get vaccinated, and you have just no other option that you understand at that moment. Well, then do it preemptively, and I've done this for years now. Um, my wife, Maureen, used to be, she unfortunately used to be in charge of, she was called the vaccine coordinator for a local county here. Well, she just have to do the paperwork. She didn't give them, but do the paperwork. So, well, once I was aware of that and realized, she told me about this little refrigerator they'd have to chart and date and, and watch well then guess who visited that little refrigerator remotely and then put it in love and put things like shungite magnets on it um 
put that buckyball of love around it with the frequency that we talked about earlier. And no, that's not a person, but I didn't say your imagination is limited to people doing on items like vaccines, cars, vehicles. And I'm talking about your armoring here because your armoring just puts it in alignment with you. So it can um, disrupt or remove anything not in alignment with you. So it passes through, but a little, I know we're getting short on time. Here's why I'm kind of going fast, Mark, but on the, um, Vaccines that you were talking about are the injections sometimes and the swabs and whatnot. Often they're what they're trying to do is get a certain particle into you. And sometimes it can be a strand or a piece. And then when you're in a certain frequency, so it's an antenna, when you're in a certain environment or you drive through, and it's not just 5G, but some 5G installations and things, there are certain harmonics or frequencies that come out that will align or make that particle attract other stuff and unfortunately often it's aluminum because it's everywhere in our diet right now in the food um, water and air we breathe it will pull or coerce those aluminum particles in your system already to go towards that other um, implant attachment whatever we're calling it that 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 wire and then it will build itself within you so it's not even necessarily that they're giving you the whole thing in a syringe often they're giving you the ingredients putting you in the environment the oven 5g and guess what all those ingredients do? They turn into something else. And I haven't heard others talking about it that way, but that's why. Break the chain. Stay out of the environment or stay on top of your etheric hygiene. Armor yourself every day. Cleanse yourself. That buckyball of love so that it doesn't, the, the bad cake doesn't get in the oven to make. You can stop it at any of these layers. You just have to realize it and realize it's never too late. Remember, there's no such thing as time. And that's just physics. There's only now. So use your imagination to go back, have an effect, get creative. Um, so I know it's kind of all over the place there, but do you have any questions on any of that before we go to break? Well, I want to say something about that, that exercise, let's say. For those people who have gotten the polio, is it the polio vaccine? Anybody my age, you know, 65 and over, probably 60 maybe. I don't know how low it goes, but try it anyway. And you, you, they're all telling us about the shingles. You're going to get shingles. You're going to get shingles. Well, I got shingles. As a matter of fact, nobody I knew had shingles. And then all of a sudden, it was like a number of people that I personally knew came down with shingles. And I said, okay. Now, so shingles is supposed to be something that you got, you got when you got one of those smallpox or whatever it was. Smallpox, I think. It, uh, it, it's shots vaccinations and it's like a dormant thing that is living in your body from the time you got it and then something set it off and it set it off simultaneously in a number of people that I know so I said to myself well this is an electromagnetic thing they have they have activated this shingles whatever it is so people listen to what he just said and you know, deactivate that yourselves with the exercise you just gave because we're carrying that around. And well, I'm not anymore because I just listened to him and went through the get that, get that out of me. Because once you got it, you're not supposed to be able to get rid of it. And shingles is not fun at all. Okay, so I'm going to give us a four minute thing here. And I think this probably pertains to what we're talking about Carly Simon, the stuff that dreams are made of. 
And welcome to the Shungite Show. This is uh, January 19th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon and Mark Joseph. So, um, okay, where would you like to go now, either of you? Um, I'm open to either of you if you have any suggestions. Mark, do you have anything you want to go? So you're talking about some of the good pet products. Um, I guess as an idea for like doing a gift basket birthday bundle for a pet, like what would you have as a kind of pet kit? Now I know you have the those ones you just mentioned, and then you the S4 resin pendant. Um, so like if you were to come up with like a little kit, what would be like the top I don't know three or five items in in that basket? That's a great great question. Um, and actually, so of course I'd start with that diatomaceous earth shungite blend because it has a um, more uses than I've even talked about yet or had the chance to. And again, that's that Shungite fine powder um, with diatomaceous earth. And then there is the silver particles in it as well. So RS4 powder or blend. Um, but that that would be one of the items in the um, the gift pack sort of thing. But I wouldn't just limit that to the food for internal or the skin for the animals. But you can also put it on the bedding so your dog bed, cat bed under it, um, not just for the parasites. And yes, it will take care of parasites and fleas on the bed. I'm talking about it as well because of the way the diatomaceous earth works. But as far as moving heavy energies, the shungite powder, which is why it's also a totally different topic here, a great idea to get shungite powder in your grout or new foundation of a house. And I've worked with many people doing both of those and more. Um, so back to the cat or dog bed, it will move heavy or again just energies is moving energy living energy is better is always more beneficial i should say than door or dead orgone energy just stagnant energy like a dead pond so even a, a bed um a cat dog or bed if you don't get a chance to wash them throw, and they're not washable maybe throw them in the washing machine so the living water and electrons get around them to recharge them there's something to all of that so you can use the powder in that way as well um and then the other one would be one of the S4 dog or cat pendants that are the resin ones. Um, and we actually still have a large amount of the heart ones that Walt Silver made himself that have the S4 powder and without the copper wire wrapping that sometimes the pet's claws can get caught on or something like that if, if um, you know, they have long nails. So that's why I'd recommend maybe one of the pendants for the animals. And then Another great item, and the beauty is a lot of these S, S4 and or Shungite products are interchangeable with animals and humans. They're just entity energy products. So you can do things like the Shungite rubber. Um, we've had animals that have had cancers, skin issues, internal issues, you name it, same thing as humans, and laid the Shungite rubber under their cat or dog bed and had a huge effect on that as well, as far as them just getting up, recovering. Um, one had nerve issues where he was losing the, um, a dog. The uh, use of his hind legs, the hind quarters, and the energy after uses of Shungite, is less than a week of powder, he was able to move again, get up, start, start moving. Things started going again, so started healing himself in that case. You said powder. Did you mean rubber or powder? I did. I meant rubber. Um, yep. So thank you. I met rubber and what she did was actually had a piece laid it under. We've had people order, um, the Shungite rubber and Maureen makes them up to four feet long, really pliable and thin. Um, an individual actually 
they were at some kind of a, a care facility, an assistance facility, where they had need for wheelchairs for many of the people, and they would just line the wheelchairs with these. I don't remember how many she made, Nancy, but it was at least a half dozen or more um, of these long sheets of the Shungite rubber where people would, so, and the same results as the cat or dog, having the Shungite rubber under the bed, or often those cat or dog beds unzip, so you can kind of get inside where the piece of foam is or whatever and stick it in there. That way it stays in place sort of deal. Um, and they can get wet, so it doesn't, won't really affect it. But yeah, so those are a couple of the items. I'm um, trying to think about what else. The Well, really, what am I even skipping over the Shungite honey for? For, again, humans and animals, but Mark, you're talking about animals. So topically and internally, there's no better antibiotic than raw, unpasteurized honey. And then the add-on would be Shungite honey. And we do keep our Shungite honey um, raw or unpasteurized. We don't boil it, cook it, killing the good enzymes and probiotics that are in there. Um, so with the antibacterial, antimicrobial, antibiotic properties um, of honey, I would suggest, and it's an energy deal, so just dipping your finger in the honey. So what are we talking? A few drops and letting your cat or dog lick it off, and that's enough for them internally to have a huge effect. Again, on the 3D biome as well, just because of the probiotics and whatnot, but energetically, and that takes us back to the last hour, pushing the attachments or implants or excess energies and things, I'm just kind of being vague there, um, stuff that's in you that's not best for you. It will energetically move that out because the Shungite and Silver combo is so strong. It's sort of like, let's say you walked into a group of friends I'm going to date myself. So let's go back to the 80s when you had those big boom boxes on your shoulders. No, I didn't do that. Um, but others did. So let's say you have that Shungite and silver. Well, that's you and your energy or frequency or boom box in this analogy being so much more energetic that it, it um, overpowers the others. So you've got the bigger boom box with all the lights and whistles on it and louder speakers. So if you have that Shungite honey inside of you, it will be the same as in push out or um, not leave room or energy for anything. Again, because you've had the thought or feeling during this armoring process of you only want what's in alignment with you or your higher self. And you don't have to know what that is. You just have to have the wherewithal as an individual to have the thought, well, I may not know everything in this reality or multiple realities, but I do know I only want what's best or in alignment with my higher self. The simple fact of having that thought, using your imagination to armor yourself, again, buckyball of love from the heart expanding out, um, and then that's going to have an effect on your environment. So that's what I would do. And the animals are doing the same thing. So I was getting, expanding on all of that because that's what happens when you ingest the shungite honey or the animals do. You're actually arming yourself from the inside out because of usually – Often the animals aren't sitting there thinking about arming themselves. They're just eating the, you know, the sweet honey and, and liking it. And this way you know that it has an effect. By well, tying I, it. I, I dribble a little bit on Shiloh's food every day. And if I forget the honey, he won't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's it's fantastic stuff. We have our animals, and I've told you this before, they'll line up. We have cats and dogs and I think six total. And they'll just line up in a row and just wait for the, the you know, their honey. So they'll do that. Um the other thing would be, um, I'm trying to think about product-wise for the animals to help them. Really the same as us, just having Shunga in their environment, uh, in their food. And then, oh, back to the honey, of course, because I'd mentioned internally, but topically. 
So because there's raw and on unprocessed honey, any open wound of any kind, it will have an effect on beneficially. Um, so I don't care if it's MRSA, SARS, whatever, some kind of virus infection that's in the environment, and they're everywhere. We're all getting these things. It's just whether you're going to manifest a symptom physically or not, depending on your you know, immune system and energy levels. So the raw honey, topically on any open cuts, wounds, not just the animals, like Mark was asking, but um, humans as well. I want I want to jump in here for a second because the most dr dramatic uh, example of the ability for honey to heal came from the vet's office where I where I go, and one of the attendants who you know knew most more than probably some doctors would vets would, but a friend of hers had uh, her dog had a litter. And one of the dogs, one of the puppies, just a couple of days old, got a huge, huge cut. I'm talking like, this is a tiny little puppy, you know, fit in your hand. And the, it was at least an inch long, this cut, and it was deep. And so, she, and this was, you know, she, she's, I think it was a Sunday or something. And she looks at this and she says, Man, even if I, even if we'd attempt to do the normal way of stitching and all this, this this animal is too close to, you know, too weak to be able to go through all this. But she remembered the honey thing, and so she got some honey and put it into this wound. And within, I w I went in there like I think it was four days after this all occurred, and there was like I've actually got photographs someplace. That you couldn't. Yes, you could see the the that there had been a wound, but it wasn't a wound anymore. It was like not even scar tissue. It was just it all come together, you know. And you could see. Oh my God, that must have been terrible. But that was the the you know the best example, like I say, of how fast honey can work and how unintrusive it is to the overall health of the animal versus, you know, when you bring them to the vet and they do all this other stuff to them. Not that you shouldn't take them to the vet. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, you know, don't underestimate it. <laughs> I've seen it work. Oh, no. You, yeah, it's it's more actual stuff. And then another, doing your 50% on working with honey, so that's that's healing that wound. So let's say it's on you and you're worried about a scar. Um, well, then during that rapid healing time with the honey on there, which is happening, both humans and animals, Use your imagination and feelings that we've been talking about and imagine your aura body. Let's say that cut was on the palm of your hand again. Well, then do your, your woohoo work while you're healing rapidly and imagine your hand with no scar. And you will limit the amount of scar you're getting depending on the individual, how much time and effort you put at it. Um, it's going to vary, of course. But I would you know, suggest not letting that be lost on you. So if you're, let's say that wound is on your face and you're really concerned about it, um, well, then, you know, imagine that not in there in your aura or energy body again with no wound. And then that's how the physical body's going to manifest and manifest off the energy body, not the opposite. And I used to be taught that it was the opposite. Your physical body makes the energy, but no, it doesn't. You're an energy or light being, again, in a vehicle having an experience. Well, I'd suggest starting with you. What are you first? Your thoughts and emotions. That's what you are. You're not a, a you know, collection of um cells and that's just what you're manipulating um but no that's yeah that's a great story about it as far as healing the animals and digestive issues humans and animals too not just the wounds and scars and things like that but any tummy problems 
because of the good probiotics and prebiotics that are in honey. And I don't know if you had any other questions, Mark and or Nancy on anything, or did you guys have another topic you want to talk about? Is Mark with us? Mark? Yeah, to get to the mute button. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to tie in the Say What show from two weeks ago, as well as a Cosmic Reality show from two weeks ago. People can access in the archives or iTunes uh, podcast app uh, regards to the elite Shungite Spear of Destiny. A really cool story. I recommend people listen to the original Say What show because Ani Abedizian, who's a, 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 a shaman, with a deep history, um, uh, and it, it was a good back and forth with Nancy, but I think it's relevant to this show, and I had kind of a um, dream or like, I guess, fantasy or something of making a replica of the Shungite Spear of Destiny. I mean, in regards to the story, it's kind of in all of us, but just having something that looks similar, feels somewhat similar could be cool to have like as a, as a um, thing to have around physically. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Nancy can do a quick summary or tell the story a little bit, and then is there a chance of may maybe making a replica of it for people to buy or something? Well, the story in a nutshell, and yes, we talked about it also on Cosmic Realities last show. Was it last show? I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No. The show before that. No. Last show. Yes, two weeks. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I didn't okay. listen to last. Week, so. All right, I'm I'm still lost in time, um, but anyway, um, people who know me in the woo woo world know that I'm firmly convinced that George Patton was an incarnation that my soul experienced. So, when Donald Trump began to be uh, associated with being an incarnate of Patton. And you see these pictures of him. I mean, it's I, I've hardly ever seen such a a close matchup of two. You know, you take two sides of a, the faces, and it's unbelievable. Uh, so, and and it made sense to me because, he, you know, George could George could have projected a whole bunch of other people. We can't limit the capacity of the soul to experience different scenarios. And George probably has, uh, you know, I don't know, millions of, of incarnates. I don't know. I just know that I have that connection to him. And so doesn't Donald Trump, in my opinion. So what we, what I'm, what, why I'm focusing on that is because if that's true, then there's a semblance of energy frequency in both Donald Trump and myself vibrating with Patton's energy because this is how it all comes together. You know, you take those experiences, those energy fields that are consciousness and experience, and you take them into other lifetimes. So you have a, a similar, let's say, signature frequency in both myself, Patton, and Donald Trump, and all probably a bunch of other people. But, okay, so when Patton was in Germany, he went to a treasure trove that they had the Americans had uncovered that was, you know, the, the, the magical devices of, you know, the, the, the wands and the scepters and the crowns of the Habsburgs that go back to, you know, the uh, Merovingians. 
and the Spear of Destiny. And the Spear of Destiny had a reputation of being the spear used by a Roman centurion to kill Jesus uh, in, during the crucifixion. This is a whole story, a whole timeline. Okay, So Adolf Hitler was really concerned about getting a hold of this, which he, he did because he had gone into the Habsburg Museum where it was, saw it, had a mystical experience. He ended up being tapped by the Thulgestalt of Germany, a, a secret or, uh, occult group of... Uh, they were power po powerhouses. They were the bankers, the industrials. You know, I mean, they they were the power people. And he ended up being Chancellor of Germany. And the first thing he did was to set it up so that Australia would agree to be, become part of Germany so that he had a legal right to the Spear of Destiny. It's very critical in the, the story that you have a legal right to have it, to be ownership of it. Now, the best-known person to actually have the have it was Charlemagne. And Charlemagne created an, a massive empire, and he was—he had the spear of destiny with him. The story also goes that if you drop the spear, you're going to die. Well, he dropped the spear in battle, and he died. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of stories associated with it, but a lot of things that kind of like match up. Well, yeah, they said that, and then that happened, proving that. Oh my gosh, you know. So there's a, there's a lot of people that have studied it that go, there's something here, there's something about it. So when George went to see this, and he was the only NATO, no uh, one was a NATO at that time, but allied uh, dignitary to go and actually see this, he walked in, and people that, that watched this said that he walked in, and he looked at it, and a moment later he turned around and said it's fake and walked out. Now, what really happened was that he walked up to it. It was the real spear. And the powers that be, Gaia, said, we can't let this energy continue to be well-wielded by human beings. They don't know what they're doing with it. So they took the energy of the spear, whatever uh, thought form, uh, some kind of a magical spell. The spear itself was made by some very weird people. I don't want to get into that. But... It, the energy went into Patton. So Patton walked out of there with the energy of the Spirit of Destiny inside of him. And when he died, apparently, it was broken up into three energy frequencies that were put into three crystal, quartz crystal shapes. Uh, they were all, well, one of them was a laser crystal. The other one was, I've never seen a, a crystal with, with that kind of uh, angles to it. It was like bizarre. And the other one was, was an, again, all three of them were, were very, very strange uh, quartz, uh, quartz crystals. I had many, many versions of many things, but these three were definitely. I didn't know it had, why they were special, but their whole configuration was different. So one night I'm sitting here watching television, and Gene Rockefeller says, you got 20 minutes to find the Spear of Destiny. It's in three pieces. Put it together and go outside. There's something you have to do. And I'm going like, Jean, do you know what the Spirit of Destiny is? She says, I have no idea. I just was supposed to tell you that. So I said, okay. And I managed to find the three pieces, managed to get them together, and managed to go out there and do the most incredible ceremony that, you know, I personally have ever been in. And the whole thing kind of like exploded. All The three pieces went in different directions. And I heard Gaia say, never again. So I assumed never again was meaning that she had the power 
of the spirit of destiny and it would never ever come into the hands of human being again so years go by and i'm sitting here i'm about to start a, a radio show and i was cleaning up the desk and there was a I had opened up a package from Jane Rockefeller a couple days before that, and there's this, you know, paper towel kind of thing. I thought it was me. No, it was from that package, and inside of it was a uh, elite shungite crystal in the shape of basically a spearhead. And so I and I'm like minutes away from going live on radio. I wasn't producing, but I was. JP was that day, and. So I've got the I've got this this thing. I unwrap it and I went into the deepest, most profound state of just like boom out of it. I mean, completely in a different place. And I'm watching this stone levitate from my hand, wrote, go up about I don't know four or five inches, and did a spin around, and then it's spinning around when Jay says, "Boom!" It starts the show. And so it's still doing that when the show starts up. And then I've got it like now it's drawing me out of this real state of trance. And I'm listening to Jay. I'm listening to the music come in. And so I, I come, come back. And as I come back, I look at this thing and it's in my hand again. And I'm going, did I just imagine that? And I'm going through this in my head. And I'm also opening, doing the opening dialogue of the show. You know, and I could tell when I listened to myself, I said, my God, I sound like I'm stoned out of my mind because I was stoned out of my mind. I had the spirit of destiny back in my hand because that's what it told me. And I'm freaking out because I'm going, guy, I thought you said that you weren't, you know, no human being and no, nothing, not a word. I could get no reading other than I saw this dang thing levitate in front of me and that it was, I, I was being told as it did it that this was a spirit of destiny. And I'm going, oh, my God. You know, so then after the show, I get all this download, and i got to go take and make this into a pendant. I had to use hematite wire. Um, hematite wire is made of hematite. It's got a really strange electromagnetic properties to it. And I, had, I wrapped it in the, you know, and it's a real thin wire. But I wrap it one way, and then I get, no, now you've got to go back and wrap it the other way. And I went, you doubled a double wrap, and yes, double wrap. So in one, it was all connected, and I said, I do a double wrap. Never done anything like that before. And then I put it on a gold chain, and I put it on the neck of a, of a carved out of quartz um, lioness. And just, it's been hanging there for years over the computer never touched it never thought about it it's just okay <laughs> whatever so with everything that's happening in the uh, current environment of 3d reality i started to think about it or they were just leading me to think about it and i'm going like okay so i've got the spear of destiny but do i have the right to, to do anything with it can i make everything turn out fine by you know putting the spear of destiny energy out there to make it fine and because spear of destiny you know could be good or evil it depended on who the hell had it so I'm, I'm i'm like going through this and i went through every single person that i would know and the only person that i felt like might be able to understand this was was ani Abedizian. and she's a shaman she has worked um the dark she's worked for let's say the deep state not the deep state, but intelligence-wise, you know, in Britain. Um, 
in the capacity as a shaman. I mean, these people, intelligence people, understand all this stuff. They just don't talk about it. They don't tell people. So she's very, very <clears throat> experienced in, in the higher the higher concepts of would the sphere of destiny even be something that could possibly exist, you know? And so I'm trying to explain her to her, and I'm, t I'm, t I'm telling her ch in a shorter version than I'm even telling you guys. And she went, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I said, <clears throat> what? She said, just do whatever you think you should do. And I said, so you're saying to me that I have the right to activate this. And she said, do whatever you think you should do. And I said, why are you being, I haven't even told you the whole story. She said, because I've got the green man standing in front of me. And the green man was the first creation by Gaia to protect all the other creations. And so, I don't, I, it's another story, let's put it that way. And you can hear about the story if you listen to the Say What show. So, now I've got the, I've got the right, and the reason that he was giving me the right was because I had actually claimed dominion back in 1989 over the planet. And another story, it's all in Say What show. But what was so intriguing about the, the whole thing was that at one point I sent her a picture of this, the spear as it was, you know, independent, and she said, I gotta go puke. <laughs> and she did, she hung up on me. And while she was gone, before she came back, I put it around my neck. And as soon as I did, I was like, oh, my God, I feel so good. It was like I was whole again. But that would make sense to me because if George Patton was holding that energy for the last few years of his life, then being so energetically the same frequency as him, I would have probably felt that, you know, oh, I was missing this and didn't realize it. But then... And again, it it took you know we went we ended up going to sleep and doing something then and you know but by the next day I realized what had happened. I realized that when I put that around my neck and began to put, pick up the vibration of the spear, that energy was also happening to Donald Trump because I'm changing the aspect of a connection to George Patton and he's resonating to it but it went beyond that because okay so he doesn't know he's got the spear of destiny energy you know but it would still be one human being that had it but that's not what she did what she did was anybody that had not just the Patton thing but had the Energy's frequency of what you might call a light worker, a patriot, uh, somebody that believes in humanity and believes in freedom. That they all were imbued with a, with the with the spirit of destiny energy. It's not one person; it's humanity itself. So that's the story of the spirit of destiny that Derek hadn't heard. <laughs> I know. Questions, comments? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark, if you have questions. That was, yeah, very interesting. <clears throat> no, so I wanted to ask Derek, is there a way to recreate something like that just as a, I, I don't know what, what the term is, memorabilia or um, to, to kind of physicalize that, that energy? <laughs> yeah, there is, and that's funny because I've been sitting here 
while Nancy's explaining that to us, bringing up images of the Spirit of Destiny and different ones and working out of my head how just to do it with my various tools here. And the answer is yes. Um, and I can do, so I have larger pieces of, what's kind of funny is I have a, over a foot long chunk or boulder sized piece of shungite that just happens to be almost that shape already that I can start with. And I've held on to it personally for probably two years. I don't even know why. Well, I guess we do now. Um, so I'm going to look at that. And then I actually got into leather work myself as well again um, here recently. So I've got all those tools and things to work with that and selenite. So, yes, I'm looking at the ingredients on it and ways to replicate it. Um, so I'm going to be doing that here in the coming uh, couple of weeks, I think, and seeing what we can't work out and see how close to it we can get. But I was looking at pictures of it, and it looks like it's, um, depending on which version you're looking at, because they're claiming a few, um, it looks like it's like a, a leather wrap around the middle for those that have the images. Um, but I'm going to do a couple, yeah, so I'm going I'm to work that out and see what we can't do. And, uh, yeah, I'll get you some images, Mark, and we'll see energetically, you know, what effect it has. Okay, I just sent you <clears throat> a picture, Derek, of the pendant, the Spear of Destiny, the one I sent. Uh, Ani. And it's locked in time, so it's still holding the energy of the spear. When you see it, you'll feel it. I'm opening it right now. Now, 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 I still got it on, <clears throat> but it's not. The, the, the energy of the spear of destiny is inside everybody else. It's not in the pendant anymore. It's not being contained in the pendant. So if I gave you a picture of what it looks like now, you wouldn't feel what it looked like when it was holding the energy. That's why I sent you that one. Sure. No, I got it. Yeah, I just got the picture. And yeah, oh yeah, you can. And energy is energy. It can be duplicated. It can be used, shared, modified. So, oh yeah. And the closer you get with thoughts and feelings and intentions, just like making an orgone device or organite device, while you're making it, will have an effect. Um, no, I'm going to give it a go, and I'll let you know what I come up with, Mark and uh, everybody, and get some photos here. And but it will take some time, of course, because I'm going to do it from a uh, actual solid piece of. I think it's about a five pound chunk of shungite. And just kind of hone it down from there and see what happens. I've, I've now, what, what, like what, what's your reading on the energy of the picture? Oh, uh, the picture you just sent me? Definitely, um, because, of course, the energies come through. You just by, I'll just, I guess I'll just be blunt. When I looked at the photo, I perceive layers of frequency or energy. I, I see the same thing on people. Um, on anything, a photo. So within those layers, because while you were wrapping it, it had it in your energy field and were thinking of that, you, I guess we can say, downloaded that frequency layer of the spirit of destiny. So yes, it's on there and people would, in the 3D, if you handed that or showed it to somebody, well, that reminds me of the spirit of destiny, blah, 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 because it would. It has the energy of it. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be used to the same degree or level of the actual but it definitely will generate those frequencies so yeah you know you you duplicated the uh the song on the playlist very good feeling so very uh okay almost uh, how do i even tell you that one um such a, a strong energy um i guess think of a truck drive a, a semi truck um driving down the freeway really fast and you're standing on the side of the road so not the physical feeling but just the the, I don't know how to describe it really. Just that overall 
etheric energy feeling behind it of being that close to something that strong and powerful, the truck I'm talking about. So I'm just trying to give you a way of transcribing that, you know, that feeling into the, the image you sent me. That's a feeling it gets. So it's like a bunch of power in a small package. Um, I'm not sure how else to describe it. You definitely got the frequency in there. And we'll see what we can do with the Shungai chunk. Yeah, because the original is an elite. So at least going to fall apart easily. I think using a raw um, Shungai would be more stable, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to use raw, yeah, much more stable. And I'm going to, I have silver leaf and different things like that. I'm going to play. So it's going to be, of course, my own twist on it. But no, definitely, I'm going to get all the right ingredients because it's a, it's a, a playlist. The Spirit of Destiny is a, a playlist of songs or frequencies that can be duplicated and or modified a little bit. It's not the only one. So I'll be, uh, you know, trying to duplicate that playlist here in energy and then uh, do my own tweaks on it because I like silver and stuff like that. You don't have to have elite. There'd be no need. You, you would have to because you've got the C60 molecules. Um, so once it's, it's going to hold your intent and feelings, your impressions that you have while you're around them. So if you're working with Shungite, I would definitely, and I definitely follow my own advice. I don't do it if I'm in a pissy mood or something like that, because your feelings or emotions have an effect. They're energy devices or tools. <clears throat> okay, I finally got the mute button off. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, so... When Ani, when Ani's part in this is not stopped. I mean, I put it together, did that, told the story. But ever since um, then, Ani has been working as a shaman in, in the etheric realm because what is important isn't, you see, people put their thoughts into things. It's the thought forms. It's the energy forms. So when Patton found out about the Spear of Destiny as the war, he was still in France, as the war was still happening, um, somebody that was close to Patton went to Churchill and told Churchill the story. Churchill told Patton the story and sent him, I mean, one of his missions was to try to find where this was, you know, capture it. Because I don't know if Churchill believed it. Um, I'm not even sure if Patton believed it. But Hitler believed it, that this was something special. So if you could take that something special that he considered the power, his right to rule the world, away from him, then you would, you know, cause a psychological break. That was what they were after. But they all understood that it's the energy of belief. That's why smudging, when they're burning the, uh, the sage and getting rid of all negativity, why does it work? Because so many millions of people over probably millions of years have used it as a technique for clearing, using their imagination until it becomes a way that even somebody that doesn't understand it can pick it up and use it because it's got so much thought behind it. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. The more thoughts and feelings behind it absolutely has an effect. So, um, what else, Mark? What else do we think we we're going to talk about? So I, I noticed yesterday online, um, Derek had one of his posts flagged 
Um, for me, that's just another reason to promote the MIUI group, uh, Cosmic Reality and Shungite Reality. People can go there and, and add themselves or, or do some posts. But did you, um, did you say Derek had something flagged? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know? He what can it, talk about that if he wants. Do you know what it was? Oh yeah, yeah, I can get into it, like Mark was saying too. It was funny because I actually took a. Uh, not that it was real difficult to do, but I got a workaround, and I'll share that with everybody too. Um, but I put up that we talked about it earlier the new Shungite and silver skin bomb. Long story short, they don't like the fact that we're putting silver particles because it has an effect and works in different um, you know modalities, healing blends, you know honeys, skin bombs, things like that. So they're actually flagging it for that reason. So I and they I did it I don't know probably about midnight last night put it up and I saw they flagged me for review. So I just took a screen capture of their little spiel of denying me and added that to my post and reposted it with a little blur. I won't get too techy here, but blurred the words just enough so their algorithms or AI couldn't read it. So they didn't know what was in my image. So I posted there. All my info still got up there with the links by just capturing it in a screen image and then sharing that. And um, you know, you know, a little more information in the post, but that's what it was, Nancy. It was because of the silver, not just the Shungite skin bomb, because I've promoted that before. They don't want you, you know, promoting and getting something too highlighted that actually has an effect. So, yeah, they did. They tagged me for that, and it didn't, didn't affect me. Two minutes later, it was back online. Okay, we've, okay. we've, we've I've actually opened up uh, an account on Rumble. And I put the videos up on Rumble that are like the Radio 5G ones because they were getting taken down. I'd put them up, they'd take them down on YouTube. Um, and Rumble seems to... Well, this is this is one of those synchronistic things because Mark has been looking at, at the different Facebook things, options, and I want him to talk about that in a second. But... We were talking, he and I were talking about, you know, the going with BitChute or going with Rumble, which are alternatives to YouTube. And I said, I just got to, I, I, I'm drawn to Rumble. Rumble feels like the right place to go. And BitChute, there's something about it that I just don't resonate with. So I get off the phone with him and not five minutes later, they're interviewing the CEO and founder of Rumble on Fox, <laughs> you know? And I'm going like, well, this is synchronistic. And this guy started out, in, you know, basically in his garage and has been out there for, what do you say, I think 08 time frame. And when people go over to, to him, they might have, you know, a 1,000 subscribers in YouTube but they go over there and now they got 10,000 because it's a more limited market but why he was on Fox was because they've got a lawsuit against uh, Google because Google bought YouTube and so if you put in uh, you know funny dog videos rumble at rumble you don't see rumble you see YouTube so they're going after uh, YouTube, I mean Google, because Google's algorithm is putting everybody, pushing everybody to YouTube. I liked the guy. I liked his energy. He said that he wanted to make 
Rumble more like what YouTube started out as is just regular people posting pictures of their funny dogs, the videos of their funny dogs, you know, that type of thing. But right now, Rumble is the place that um, all the alternatives that are getting knocked off of YouTube, even BitChute, BitChute couldn't keep up with the amount of volume. And right now, Rumble seems to be a little more stable um, than BitChute. It's been around a lot longer. So what's happening out there is that if you, and I'm, I'm putting the Rumble link so that you can go see the, the, the videos that maybe would have gotten taken down on YouTube. I don't even give them a chance anymore and put them over on Rumble. Um, we do have podcasts now, so you can get any of the podcasts, Cosmic Reality Podcasts. And in the um, concept of what we're doing with YouTube, we're putting up the, like, this will go up. Um, most of the shows will go up because we were doing fine. We weren't getting anything kicked off on Cosmic Reality. Again, Radio 5G, which is the studio YouTube, is uh, Beware, B-E, B-E is the double E, where, Beware, 5G. Um, so right now the Shungite show should be up on YouTube. I, as a matter of fact, I think I've got that to do today. I don't think I got it up. I, try, I don't use notes because I can't ever find the notes. So I keep everything in my head. And sometimes when I'm preoccupied with something else, which is the reality that's going around us. Um, and another programming note, okay? It, I don't think that any of the really scary, awful things that, you know, could happen are going to happen. But we may lose the Internet. And so just be aware that it's if it goes down, it's going to come back. And it might go down only in sections. You might lose the social media stuff. It may be that Cosmic Real CosmicReality.com, it may be that they're still up. Cosmic Reality Net and Mystical, the businesses may still stay up because they're going to make this as painless as they possibly can. So... If you don't get onto Facebook or YouTube, they're all jammed. Go, come over to us. We have the chat room, and we've been posting stuff in the chat room that I won't even post in YouTube because I know it'll go away. Um, so just you know, be aware that we're here. We're not going to go anywhere. But that on Wednesday, I am not going to have a live Radio 5G show. Um, I want to see the <laughs> inauguration show, whatever happens. Um, and Ani's show, Mystical uh, Metaph Metaphysical Martini, I'm not sure she's going to be live or not because she said to me, should I prepare a show? And at first I said, why wouldn't you? And then I realized that, you know, well, all hell could break loose. Um, I said to her, I said, you know, Ani, I'd rather you spend your time doing energy work than worrying about getting a radio show together. So... I don't know which way she was drawn to do it, but my recommendation was, you know, I'll, I'll put up a replay. So, but we'll be back on Saturday, you know, and live and doing all our things, so. But anyway, just wanted to put that out there. Back to you guys. So regards to the, um, why I was, or what I talked to Nancy about on, on the phone of um, Rumble, so if you do uh, go to DuckDuckGo, 
and type in um, Gateway Pundit and then update um, YouTube removes GP video investigation of Antifa BLM organizer John Sullivan. So in that article, it said um, YouTube removed it and uh, Rumble. Uh, Rumble's reason for removing it was because there's a depiction of violence according to their terms of service. And that's further down into the article. But um, and for me, an issue I had with Rumble was I was looking for <clears> – so <throat> Linwood was in this Patriot um, uh, show uh, on Rumble yesterday. It was posted. So I did a recent, most recent search, um, and it didn't show up. The only way I was able to get it was through the link from Telegram that was given to be in Linwood's Telegram to hear the show. It was only 17 minutes. But using Rumble, I couldn't even find it under recent searches. So why is it hidden is my question. So <clears throat> I don't know. For me, it doesn't have a good track record so far. I mean, it's got some good videos I've been watching, but um, I've been – recommending to other um, freedom groups to just post and bitch you and, and, and bright you on. Cause as far as I know, um, they haven't um, censored anything. Uh, Band.video censored uh, something on MMS last year when they had, um, oh, what's his name? Genesis to church, which is basically a church based on MMS and, and uh, <clears throat> they edited or didn't have him on, on uh, their platform. So, and he said that on his radio show. Um, anyway, yeah, that, that's the further details on that. Well, we've got, um, we still got 15 minutes here because I put it so that it could go five minutes over, but we don't need to use that, but we do have it. Can you tell me what you're feeling, Derek? Just, you know, if you want to share it or not. You won't share it if you don't want to. <laughs> nope, and here we are. So, um, sorry, you cut out there. So, share uh, my my opinion on what was it? On what's happening? What, what do you feel? I oh. mean, you know, get, you you know, just give people a, an understanding of what you're feeling, so that you know we just put it out there. What are we feeling? It's oh. going to happen. Well, Not in well, details, just in you know, what, what what's your basic reading on what's. I guess there's a couple of ways of looking at that, but my feeling and what I'm maintaining, which is what I've suggested to others, is, you know, the positive love and light. So um, I'm helping to maintain that frequency so that we all get into positive and this passes. Now, when I do the whole intuitive um, or psychic look at it kind of thing, um, and I can, yeah, there's how I'll term it is um, large or massive changes, but from my perspective, change is always good. So we would want to change, but let's just keep it going in a positive direction. Um, so lots of flux. And when I look at specific, so let's, okay, a, I don't know, a couple months ago, or probably more than that, somebody asked me, who's going to win the election? You know, questions like that. And well, on the energies or the frequencies, let's just view it as a record spinning around on the turntable right now. What was lined up at that time, and things changed, by the way, um, and it still hasn't, was, and what I told them was, well, Trump's going to win. And then all of a sudden, they're, well, but now you have to look at that from a different perspective or a larger perspective, realizing, well, when, what, and on what level. Um, so things are working out. They just may not be 
to the exact way we're all expecting them to be. So I have, and I'm being vague for a reason, I have great hopes and positive, um, you know, feelings for what's coming. But if we don't have these lessons to test us, to put us in those states of testing or change, you know, then we don't learn or expand. So really, we're just at the end of a, um, um, what do they call them? I'm, I'm, I've been out of school so long now. It's a semester in school, and we're just taking the finals. So that's what's happening, um, and they always come. So <clears throat> it's all positive from my perspective. The world's not ending, nothing like that. There's not going to be a massive ET abduction where half the population goes away, and nobody's asking that right now in the show anyway. But just from um, other past questions I've been asked, things like that, that's not what's on the record playing at this moment change is playing and we have some so if you imagine a playlist of songs coming up some of them are vague and some are set of frequencies or energies or circumstances that are going to happen and we're all choosing that so that's why it's i'm from my perspective if i'm talking on the air like this it's most beneficial for us all um you know if i you know point out that i'm being positive and holding that that energy so and not going into fear and turmoil and stuff like that i have no fear of anything coming up none whatsoever nothing the world's not ending everything's not going away again it's just change um and when has that never um not been a part of your reality whoever i'm talking to doesn't matter every single day something has changed in your entire life or reality whether you've perceived it or not well just stay in that positive light and everything that comes will be positive um and just learn from whatever aspects you're in but don't let it get too too much on you so i have people that have um made comments to me well i'm stressed out i'm i'm just done with everything this that and the other well that's just shoving the test away from you and choosing not to play part of the game well we're here to learn and expand so get involved be part of it hold that loving frequency do your etheric hygiene your armoring so that you're one of the individuals and you do have an effect and everybody does so if you're in that love and light positive feeling well, then that'll push the energy wave that way. So I'm positive because I'm seeing, you know, lots of changes happening. People realizing, which is why much of this turmoil is happening now. So you look, so you pay attention. It's not about the drama. It's about your perception um, and what you do with what you perceive in your reality. Don't see it as drama and it's not. So no, it's all positive. Um, and again, we're not getting into specifics for a lot of reasons, but even time-wise, um, but if you have any specific questions, either one of you, um, you know, I'm more than happy to answer the best of my ability, but I'm not worried. I'm not stressed on any of it. It's just a play playing out and we're all actors in the scene and don't get too vested in it. This is just one reality. One, if you're a scientist, space time continuum, one Netflix episode of an infinite number of Netflix episodes. So there's lots happening. I think they should get invested in it because it's like you know how bad it is right now you know how bad it is and if you've been paying attention you're getting the feeling that it could be worse than you ever imagined but the other side of it is is that where we're going is astounding and just like Derek pointed out don't think in terms of healing think in terms of you're healed it's done it's a done deal. Put your put your 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 thoughts into, you know, what's it going to be like in August? 
when all of a sudden you're realizing that you're free. You're totally free. If everything goes the way that it looks like it's going, it's not just the fact that Biden and the Chinese government are not going to take over the United States. It's much more than that. All the secrets are going to be revealed. You're going to know about, and it's going to make, it's going to piss you off. It's going to piss you off really. Because they've known these secrets. They could have healed your mom. They could have healed your dad. They could have healed people. But they didn't. Because they never let you know that they have all sorts of way of regenerating, you know, 3D bodies. Get over it. It was what it is. But the, what they're going to be doing is giving us free energy. They're going to use the capability of creating abundance for everybody. From the way that they grow things to the way that they sell things. And more importantly, they're going to do a complete reset of the financial system of the world. Don't panic. This is the best thing I've ever said to you, okay, from a 3D standpoint. Because we've been scammed. If you really, truly understand the way the financial system works, it's a scam. And what they're doing is they're going to take down that, it's already in place, and they're going to replace it with a system based on gold. But because they know that they've got a tremendous amount of gold, it's called a jubilee. I'm not going to say any more about that because that's what they're going to be telling you. You know, is something that is just going to make all of this like, whatever you have to do, do it. Because they're going to, the, the number one thing that keeps us shackled is the financial system. It keeps us debtors. And that'll be eliminated. So, Mark, what would you like to message? <laughs> Um, I follow or been listening to Bards FM on YouTube. They've been really good as far as setting the long view of all of this, and they have daily updates. Yesterday's political, uh, I forget what it was called, political analysis, um, political theology was really good in terms of if the worst things were to happen, you know, just have the, the longer view in context and, and, and perspective. But yeah, have, have a good National Popcorn Day. And um, yeah, I follow what Derek goes with and you guys. Thank you. So, anybody, anything you want to say bye or you got enough? Because I do have five minutes we can go into, but we can end it here because you probably got to open the store, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I got to get into that. No, I just wanted to, you know, thank Mark specifically again for how much he does and how much he brings to the table and all the effort and time behind the scenes for those of you that don't know. Um, no, I appreciate all your time and effort and love, Mark. So I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. And then thank you, Nancy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Derek, and so much. And uh, Nancy, thank you. And thank our audience. I mean, you know, the people that have been with us for so long and the new people that are just finding us. Uh, we're, uh, we're all in this together, humanity. Be safe, everybody. Think positive. Think of the ending. It's going to be wonderful. You have been listening to the Shungai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.